you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there, you just have no clue how to get it out? Or maybe you want to know the Bible better and you're looking for any resources to help. Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And we love to study the Bible and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of scripture, it adds to our understanding. It actually adds to the color of the black and white pages of the text. One of these days, I'm just going to jump in and say, I'm Veronica. (laughs) You've done that before. (laughs) Yes. So much fun. Hopefully people are getting to know our voices. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. Although I'm told we probably sound too much alike. I know, which is why we do try to use our names occasionally. Every once in a while. Just to help you get to know them. But truthfully, if you don't know Erica, she's the one that gets passionate. a little hot around the collar sometimes. And the hands start to fly (laughs) all over the place. It's a good thing I haven't hit my mic yet. (laughs) I know. Well, our new mics are making it easier. That's true. Because I did hit my mic of my old mic a lot. Did you? I don't yes. remember that. I'd hit the part under the table. Oh, I do remember that. Yes. Yep. We yeah. just learned to just ignore it. Right. But welcome back. Right. It's after Christmas. Hope everybody had a wonderful holiday season. Yes, it's after New Year's. Yeah. We've hopefully enjoyed our two weeks off. We're actually recording this before all the holidays. That's right. So we can enjoy our holidays. Yes. So we can have time with family. Yep. But we left off. Where did we leave off last week, Air? Oh, Haman and Esther. Yes. We're presenting this as a movie. So we had Haman and Esther both like prepping to get ready to the king. Because in a way, it's the who gets there first. There's that tension of not knowing about each other's plans. But never say no Xerxes. I've got to be the first one to get there. Right. And so we... It kind of fades from the screen of those two getting ready, and we go to the king, and he's getting ready for bed. (laughs) And then we had the door closed. Right. (laughs) And then we see the clock ticking, and we go back into the bedroom, Veronica. Yes. And we see Xerxes, wide awake, staring at the ceiling. Flopping back and forth, trying to find that comfortable position. We've all been there. You have that night. You just can't sleep. Yes. But what cracks me up about this king <laughs> yeah. is he asks for a bedtime story, <laughs> but not just any bedtime story. He wants a story about himself. Yeah. Read me my favorite book. <laughs> I know. Read you me know. my favorite story. Right. You kind of get the feeling like he's in this huge bed, yep. a king size bed with all the trappings, you know, yep. the canopy, the color. Yep. He's got his little nightcap yes. on. And he's pulled the covers up under himself. He's like, okay, I'm ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's somebody <laughs> sitting on the side, opening the scroll, mm-hmm. going, okay. Oh, yeah. I am born. <laughs> My name is Xerxes. But it's crazy, Veronica. He can have women. Yep. Wine. Yep. A party. Like this can- man literally could do anything. Anything he wanted to put himself to sleep. But what does he choose? Let's read a story. Right. Because, read about me. Right. Let's Because... Because in a way you go, okay, you read a story because it lulls you to sleep. So your life is boring, Xerxes. Wait, is that I what you I know all this already, so I can sleep through it. Gives me happy thoughts. Right. <laughs> right. 
But, oh, the coincidence, mm-hmm. the irony, mm-hmm. what's the one part of the story that they hit on? They go back in time to when Mordecai had saved the king's life. And you kind of, I can almost picture like the king going, yep, yep, remember that, remember that. And then there's like this abrupt pause or stop and it's just jarring like and Mordecai received nothing I mean you almost hear like the person who's reading it going right oh Um, we forgot we didn't finish this part of the story whoops um it's gonna almost like it had been lulling the king to sleep and he wakes right up yes it's like so jarring and yes Wait, that story's not done? We didn't finish it? Because if you don't, as a king, reward those who help you... Dude, you're in trouble. Right. You end up with people who let assassins into your bedroom. Even more people who want to hurt you. Right. (laughs) And so you get the... Like, he kind of sits up and he's like, well, what happened? How did I reward Mordecai? And the servants are looking at each other. Um, um, We'll get back to you, king. (laughs) So he's lying in bed waiting and the servants are running around mm-hmm. the palace trying to figure out how mm-hmm. did they reward Mordecai and they come back. And you see like, you go tell him, you yeah. go tell him, you know, <laughs> yes. Every, yes. nobody wants to go in and tell him. Yes. You didn't do anything, king. You didn't. Sorry. And the king's horrified. Yes. So he gets up and starts pacing. Because right. Veronica, has this king ever done anything on his own? No. He doesn't know how to make a decision on his own at no. all. There's always people around telling him what to right. do. So he's passing, pacing back and forth, and the servants are just kind of standing there yeah. quietly, <laughs> cowering. Yes. <laughs> and you go from okay, you weren't, you were having a sleepless night. Now you're really having a sleepless night. Before yes. he was just tossing, like tossing and turning in bed, and now it's like he's up and he's pacing, and you're watching the sun kind of like go from dark to yes, early morning, and it's yes. like okay, you know he's been up all, all night, night thinking and he's about this. And uh-huh. before the the story had jumped quickly, like mm-hmm. we've jumped years in moments, but now the storyteller slows everything down in moments get stretched because mm-hmm. this is the high point of the story so we sit here yep. the pacing slows way down and we're watching as Xerxes goes back and forth and back and forth trying to figure out yep. what to do and then we get a cutaway well let's the servant and the king finally goes okay who's who's in the outer court? right who can I talk to right and the servant goes oh Haman mm-hmm. is out there okay great bring him in mm-hmm. well then we jump to Haman and what he had been doing. And, yes. Mm-hmm. And what has Haman and been so doing? And so what we have is Haman, he's out before the door and he's pacing back and forth and he's kind you we get to go into his thoughts this is finally the first time in this entire story where we get to go inside the character's thoughts and inside you see we're seeing Hayden daydream and he's kind of thinking about okay I'm going to tell the king I've done this Mm -hmm. and I've done this, all these things that, well, he could have honored me this way. He could have recognized me. I've done this for to help him. I could have had some recognition for that because ultimately I want to go, hey, king, you owe me this honor and recognition because of all of this. And I just have one little request of you, this little tiny problem. I just need to have someone killed. Yeah, you no know? big deal who just, it is. Just minor right. detail because, King, all these ways I've honored yes. you, I've recognized you, yes. I've done all this, and you've yes. never returned the favor to me. So you, you're you having Haman in this daydream and thinking it through. 
And then you hear, and the king will see you now. And so Haman goes in, and we, the the movie watcher, the reader, mm-hmm. know the king, Xerxes, wants to ask Haman, how do I honor, reward Mordecai? Right. And Haman's going in asking for Mordecai's death. Mm-hmm. Neither one knows what the other one is about. Mm-hmm. We, we know what they're about. So we're curious to see, how is this going to go? Right. And the king doesn't ask i mean he's such a king he doesn't ask Haman, why are you here so early in the morning right what do you want from me Haman? he immediately jumps into how do i honor someone i really want to honor right i've got this problem and right. i don't know how to answer it on my own i never right. answer problems on my own so and you can see like it's almost like the king just keeps thinking mordecai 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 right. it's almost like echoing around the room and so he's just assuming you know what I want. Haman's Haman. going to know who we're honoring. Right. Obviously, you can read my mind. Right. But that as that right. echo dies away, we get back into Haman's mind and his daydream. And it's almost like Haman's like, oh, my daydream's coming to life. This is easier than I thought. Yes. All, you, where we ended Haman's daydream with the king saying, how do I honor you? How do I recognize you? Yes. Haman walks in and it's like the king looks at him and goes, how do I, I honor someone? How do I honor someone? How do I recognize someone? And Haman just fills in the me. It's me. Of course. And you can almost see in that daydream where Haman had been practicing the, okay, how do I look shocked right. and genuine, even though I know this is right. totally deserving. It's all right. me. Okay, practice right. your <gasps> me. Mm-hmm. Why would you? Oh, well, thank you, King. How do I do all this? So when the king just goes, how do I honor someone? How do I recognize someone? Right. Haman's just like, perfect. Right. This was exactly how I wanted this conversation to go. Right. And we can both pretend Mm -hmm. we don't know it's me. I'll play along the game, oh, king, but we both know Mm -hmm. it's me. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Right. So, oh, someone you want to honor? And I'm putting someone in quotes like, okay, oh, king. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what I would do in your shoes. And he asks for royal robes. In other words, robes the king himself has worn. A royal horse. In other words, a horse the king has sat on. Yep. And does he ask for a crown? I can't remember. Let the royal crown be placed crest on his head. Mm -hmm. And then a high noble be leading this person through the street saying, this is the way the king honors those he delights in. But what we sometimes miss in our modern culture is that this is essentially Haman asking to be royal right to be treated on par with the king right do for me what what everyone does for you exactly Mm -hmm. like nobody wore the king's clothes except the king because it was seen as an extension of who you were Mm -hmm. and once the king sat on something like that was it it was the king's nobody else was allowed to sit on it Mm -hmm. so for Haman to ask to be have these things Haman is almost saying like I want your job right I'm coming for you. I want to be treated just the way you're treated, like a king. Mm-hmm. If if the king thought... And somehow, I, we haven't been able to figure it out, but somehow the king's clueless. Right, because <laughs> if the king thought Haman was asking for himself, it would be like off with your heads. Right. Because this is tantamount to treason, what Haman's asking, or rebellion, mm-hmm. to usurping the throne. Mm-hmm. So the one way we thought of doing this is like two little thought bubbles right above their heads you know Haman's viewing himself yep 
on the on the horse. horse practicing his wave and just everyone cheering and looking at him and Haman's just like eating it up and you just see all eyes are on Haman like he is in the spotlight but when you switch to the king going oh yeah okay you see the king kind of yeah I like that idea and he's picturing it and he's picturing the robe on Mordecai and Mordecai on the horse and and Mordecai waving but then Mordecai continually like looking back up to the palace right and like wow king thank you and as everyone's looking at Mordecai right then he looks up at the king everyone else's gaze just look up at the king and Oh, wow, you're so great. What a wonderful king we have. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you have these two like thought bubbles going at the same time for the audience to see. They're not lining up. <laughs> they're not on the same page. They're not in the same. They're yes. not communicating clearly. Right. <laughs> Names have not been mentioned that need to be right. mentioned. You're both assuming things. Right. The, and, and But truthfully, we've all probably done that. Oh, yes. I mean, in marriages, yes. that's an easy. Yes. I can remember one time, real quick side story. We were all living at home and dad wanted to eat on the deck. Mom wanted to eat in the house. And so they're both, dad's out on the deck, mom's inside, and they're both sending things. Like mom's like, okay, go put this on the table. Well, dad's out. No, bring it out here to the table. <laughs> and we're just the three girls are walking in circles, basically. As each I don't pa- remember that. Oh, because I looked at you and go, girls, this is why we need good communication. <laughs> And it That's was fine. So it was just funny. It was just a couple of things, but it's right. like, you two need to get on the same page. Right. <laughs> Where we're eating. What do you want? Yeah. You know, are we eating inside right. or are we eating outside? Because you're both giving different directions that's that are so contradictory. Funny. So that's kind of what you have with yes. Haman and Mordecai. You need to Haman get on the and same the page. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just subtle miscommunication that leads to big differences. Yes. You know, and you could ask, why would Haman take the chance to ask for this type of thing. Right. But when you think about it, Haman's already got wealth. Yep. Honor and prestige. He pretends he gets to almost be treated like a king if everybody's supposed to bow to him. Well, now he's just taking the next step. And the queen invited him to the dinner last right. night and to a banquet later today. Right. So, so I'm pretty really, much on par with you, king. Right. So let's just make it more official. <laughs> yeah, let's just what finish it up. everybody's already thinking anyways. Mm-hmm. I've already got everything else. Mm-hmm. The really the only thing I don't have is the crown and the throne and the right. queen. And, yeah. So mm-hmm. let's just go for it. And so what's so cool, though, I'm going to jump to Mordecai real quick because Mordecai is completely clueless. He's still outside in sackcloth and ashes. Yes. Morning. Fasting. And maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he's not. Right. But Mordecai's doing nothing right now. Right. But yet you have and Mordecai's doing nothing you have Haman's humiliation and ultimate despise coming down. Mordecai has to do nothing. Right. And it's just God's working it all out behind the scenes. Right. You know, so you can just kind of go, okay, there's something, there's something start, bigger going right, on here. You start to get the feeling the king's not in control. Haman's not in control. But there's somebody in control because this is a lot of coincidences starting to happen at just the right moment. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, I wonder who's causing the sleepless night of a king, mm-hmm. the certain part of the history to be read, Haman to come in at just the right time, this massive miscommunication, mm-hmm. which is funny but crazy at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you do begin to go, hmm, 
this is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Somebody seems to be in control, right? But it's not the king, right? And it's not Haman, right? That one commentary said, without even rising from slumber, Mordecai triumphs over his ruler and his oppressors. Right. And because. The, and it's kind of the idea of don't mess with the Jews. Right. Right. You know? Because you don't want to mess with the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. So go, we're yeah. going to switch now is, so Haman's having this huge... Right. Daydream kind of coming to life. He's he's listening. He, in real life, he's listening to the king. Did you mention he sees Mordecai in his daydream? Oh, no, we forgot that part. Yes. He has to do it because he wants this done in the city square. Right. Where Mordecai is. Mm-hmm. When he's out and about, he knows Mordecai is going to be here. So however high Haman goes, Mordecai is always there pulling him back to reality. So mm-hmm. in his daydream... You know, either Mordecai's in chains just watching Haman mm-hmm. or he's sitting in sackcloth and ashes, but Mordecai is there witnessing Haman's triumph. Mm-hmm. And so you have this going on and you've got kind of a mixture of reality. The king's saying, do the king's listening and seeming to agree. Because we know the king never says no. Right. So Haman is banking on the fact Xerxes yes. will say yes. Yes. Which is why it probably is so elaborate and big. And and right. so you see this all and Haman's just picture. OK, it's going better than I thought. This is great. Right. I'm going to be out waving soon. I'm going to be wearing the robe. And then after that, I'll ask the king for Mordecai's and, death. And like, the king he's going to deny me nothing. Uh-huh. After this. And the king starts go at once. I mean, you hear the king going, yeah, yeah. Yes. Go at once. Yes. Do it. Get the robe and the horse. And do just as you have suggested. And okay. you see like that deep breath in. Of, okay, get ready. Fake, fake right. like you're surprised. Right. Like, okay, I'm trying hard not to like smile. Really and the hard. king goes to Mordecai the Jew. And that bubble just Pop. pops. I mean, of, I mean, just an abrupt, what? Who? I didn't, I, I could have sworn I heard you, King. Could you tell me again? I, I'm sure I heard you wrong. And I love that the King says, Mordecai the Jew, like he's so clueless. Right. Hey, yeah, Mordecai the Jew, you know, the that Jew over there. And it's right. just like, yeah. The, the one we've scheduled for slaughter in uh-huh. like 10 months. I want you to honor him. Mm-hmm. Treat him like he's royalty. Mm-hmm. The one you've signed his death decree, Haman, now you get to honor him. Yep. Yep. What? And I mean, just Haman going, I'm confused. I and thought we were talking about me. <laughs> I don't think you heard me correctly, King. Yeah. And the King not even getting any of this, not reading any of Haman's no. body language, nope. not seeing... He's like, oh, now I can go back to sleep and yes. I get up in time for the queen's banquet. Like, oh, Haman, you have taken a load off right. my mind, buddy. Thank you so much. Out the door. Oh, you wanted to see me? I'll talk to you later about it. I really need rest. Yep. Bye, Haman. See you later. Yep. And Haman gets shuttled out the door. He yep. doesn't even have a time to respond. It's just go do it. Mm-hmm. And he has no choice. Yeah. He has to do it. Yeah. And the king goes back to bed and Haman, in this amazing reversal, the yes. first of many, you know, this exaltation he planned for himself now gets put on Mordecai and the shame he was hoping for someone else. He now has to experience mm-hmm. as he now walks Mordecai through the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we jump straight to the point where Mordecai's on the horse mm-hmm. and he's not looking or waving. He's just kind of sitting there. He, yeah, I mean, he's still who he is. Because truthfully, let's talk about Mordecai for a second, because Mordecai did save the king's life. He didn't get any honor and recognition. Right. 
Yet he faithfully continued to serve the king. Right. And we know as soon as this happens, Mordecai goes back to the king's gate. And just sits there. Yeah. So this is not going to Mordecai's head at all. He's very aware this is fleeting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's just kind of, okay, I'm taking it in, but... And in 10 months, I'm still dead. Right. Right. so many months. So you've got Haman. And in a way... It's almost at this point in the story because we start to move so quickly yes. through these next couple of chapters. It's almost as if it's almost as if Haman is on this like assembly line, this conveyor belt that's right. just pulling him along now for these next few chapters. He's not in control yes. or invisible hands yes. like pushing him because he probably is not excited to go take Mordecai out to the city streets. <laughs> no, but he has no choice. He doesn't. So he's almost automatically robot-like. Because you could almost see as Haman walks out, the king looks at one of his officials and says, make sure he does it. Right. Report to me if he doesn't. Right. And so he's doing it. There's right. not feeling there. There's not emotion. Right. He's going through the motions. Right. But he's still in shock and horror. Mm-hmm. And he's, okay, so I'm doing it. But there's an invisible force pushing him or yes. pulling him along. Yeah. So he does it. He gets it done. I would assume he went through the least amount of streets as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Saying it as quietly as he could. Kind of reminds me of Jonah going to Nineveh. Right. Yep. I will make that connection. Yep. And then... So Mordecai returns to the king's gate and Haman now, it's like speeding, rushing home. Like, this is humiliating. Everybody has seen me. Everybody's laughing, talking, pointing. Whether it's reality or that's just what he sees. Yes. Everywhere he looks, he sees people. Glancing away, smirking. He thinks. Mm -hmm. In his mind, everybody is laughing at him. Horrified. You know, Haman, one commentary stated, Haman is beginning to disintegrate through the various steps of death. Like, Mm -hmm. this is his first step down that hole. And he doesn't come back up. Mm -hmm. Well, he covers his head with grief. So now you've got Haman, who was flying higher than a kite earlier. Right. Right. And then he just keeps descending down and he goes to his wife and it all his friends it's all of a sudden like that place he had just left with this is great go impale mordecai you're amazing Haman. we love you we're mm-hmm. fawning over you and now all of a sudden like everybody's cold mm-hmm. and distant and they're all like oh you are in so much trouble buddy. friends their body language turns yes. more into like advisors yes there's just a disconnect and a distancing here yes there's no more fawning it's more like i'm not sure i want to be associated with mm-hmm. you as closely mm-hmm. and his wife you know if we go back to the whole idea of women are to respect the men and honor the men his wife who was giving him advice before Right. Is now almost kind of changing somehow, and she has different advice. Well, but it fits the feel of the story. Those mm-hmm. days, it was very common for a woman to almost like give a prophetic tone mm-hmm. or a prophetic word. That was very common to have one woman in the story step up, and all of a sudden, I have something to say, and it's the most important part of the story. So it fits the tone, even though it feels a bit jarring for us. Like, why would the wife say this now? Right? Where is this coming from? But it's like something or someone is speaking through her and her blinders are off for a moment. Mm-hmm. And she tells her husband, you are in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Since but Mordecai, before whom your downfall has started, is of Jewish origin, you cannot stand against him. You will surely come to ruin. 
Right. <laughs> like, like, wow, thanks. thanks. <laughs> yeah, but ultimately, this is one of the most, this is one of the heartbeats of the book. Mm-hmm. You cannot fight. If you fight against God's people, yep. you will fight against God. Yep. And, and you, you will, will lose. lose. <laughs> you don't fight against God. Think of Pharaoh. You know, mm-hmm. Think of the Philistines. Mm-hmm. Think of all of these people in scripture. Haman, you're just one of many. Yep. You know, Herod the Great with the birth of Jesus. You're just one of many in a line trying to destroy God's people, mm-hmm. ultimately to destroy God's plan. Right. To get at God. Right. And that's not going to happen because if the Jewish people are destroyed now, we have no savior. We have no, um, there's a lot of God's promises that mm-hmm. are just gone. Right. If they're destroyed, all of God's promises are gone if they're destroyed. Right. So, Haman, that was the wrong side. Mm-hmm. You and picked. you almost, as she says it, Haman doesn't even get a chance to respond. Right. That conveyor belt that of those invisible hands pushing him along. Right. He just, he hears it. He's probably still digesting. What? He's like, what, 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 but. And then all of a sudden there's a, oh, uh, Haman needs to come to Queen Esther's banquet. Mm-hmm. And he's taken out the door sputtering. Mm-hmm. He's still just in shock. And I mean, think right. of, think, I will say, think of Haman and how his day is gone. Right. <laughs> he started totally out different. top of the world thinking the king yes. was going to honor him too. Yes. I'm completely humiliated before everyone. And now my wife has just told me. I'm in trouble. My destruction's coming. Yes. How would you respond and feel? I haven't had time to process. Right. But again, he's not given time. Like he is now rushed through the scenes. Just like Mordecai and Esther had to respond early. They were given no chance Mm -hmm. to control anything. Now Haman's the one that's being controlled. Mm -hmm. He just has to respond, but not even has time to respond before the next wave comes at him. Right. And it's Esther now. You know, you have Mordecai and Haman reversed. And now you have Mordecai and uh, Haman and Esther being reversed. Yep. As Haman is now being pulled at her call, her yep. Back, yep. back and call. Yep. So is that how we're ending? Haman getting taken out, sputtering. We're se- yeah. And we're seeing like the banquet doors. Yes. They're closed and he's heading in that direction. Yes. It's probably thinking to himself like this day cannot get any worse. (laughs) Right. It's been the worst day of my life. Right. Or he doesn't even, I I feel like things are moving so rapidly. He doesn't even have time to complete a thought. Probably. He's just. Oh, I need to check on the gallows. Oh, no, I can't. Never mind. Oh, I need to. Nope. Okay. Mm -hmm. Never mind. Oh, but nope. He's just, he's just being pushed along by the events that he can no longer stop. And has no control over. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. To something where. Yeah, he he's on, like I, I I'm not sure what the, how to say it, but like he is stuck. He's riding. He's on this, a trajectory without yes. any. There's no, no exit signs <laughs> until the very end. Right. It's just going to end one way. Right. So we'll say come back next week. Yep. We have this has been fun doing it as a movie. Don't forget we do have social media. You can always look us up on Facebook and Instagram. Erica has a website. EricaVanHeitsma.com. I need to teach her that. I, I forgot <laughs> since I was talking to someone and I'm like, I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, VeronicaCopenhaver.com. They're both the same. So thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.